What's up, guys? Welcome back to a new episode of the Take Control Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Brandy. I'm Darielle. I'm Kim. And it's been a while. It's been like two, three months. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think since October, November. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because did we do a show for our anniversary? No. Did we? I think we did one, but it came out after. Mm. It didn't come out the day. Right, right. But we definitely said fuck December because I got COVID. I think the last show we did was when Ashley and Andrea came on. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that was maybe in November. I think that was before my birthday. Yeah. It was. Damn. Well, we well wasn't the episode. It might have been the episode when Kim and I recorded and you didn't. That is what it is because you couldn't. Because That's you were sick, true. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's yep. been so long. P.S. Everybody ignore my voice today. I'm fine. Just <laughs> send me some prayers. It's fine. Well, yeah, in case you guys were wondering, we are still here. We just, you know, life. <laughs> life is ghetto, but, you know, we rise above. <laughs> um, so, before we jump into the show, I just wanted to update you guys on some of the changes that will be coming for this year. We are going to be recording only once a month. But we will make sure we have a show out on, was it every second Wednesday of the month? Yeah. So we will be consistent with our Take Control Wednesdays. Um, Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. There's some other stuff that we're trying to work on. But once, you know, we finalize everything, we'll keep you guys updated. But we just want to let you guys know when to expect the show to be out. And then just an update. The platforms that we are on is Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Mm-hmm. Yep. And am I missing any? Uh-uh. Nope. That's it. That's it. So those are all the platforms you can listen to us on. So welcome back if you are an old listener and welcome if you are new. Yes. Remember to share, like, comment, subscribe, all that shit. Yes. Put us up there. And you can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. We have a Twitter that is Take Control Pod. And you can email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. Right. Okay. So, current events. Um, I saw this post about the Daryl program saying that Euphoria glamorizes drug abuse, sex, and violence. I don't know if you guys watch Euphoria, but I do. I do not. I don't even know what that is. What is Damn, that? Carol, I knew. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll be up to nothing, y'all. I had to start following Baller Alert and Shade Room like two years ago to catch up. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? Okay, I don't watch it, but I feel like I know enough about it just mm-hmm. based off of social media to get the drift. Um, I guess for those who don't watch the show, it's following a group of teenagers who have a lot of issues. A lot. Uh, it's a lot of sex, a lot of drugs, a lot of just stuff. Yeah, so the main character, Rue, is played by Zendaya, oh. and she's a drug addict. Oh, wow. Basically, like, her dad died, and during the time of, like, that he was dying, she was she started taking his pills. And then once he died, she just started trying a whole bunch of stuff. Every character on there does have an issue. There's people that, I guess, like, um, I don't know, was there, like, some abuse, anger issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, all types of shit going on that show. It was really crazy. Um, But I just feel like... What was Dare saying? 
that they um, are glamorizing all this okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I, I get what they're saying because some of the episodes yeah. they be doing too much. Like it'd be a lot going on. Like one episode it was just dicks flying everywhere and I'm like, why do we need to see this? Dead ass, bro. Dead ass. Like okay. you can actually see the dicks. Okay. So I'm like, what the fuck? But I feel like the issues that the characters have is real life. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see what the whole issue is. All right, I see your point to both sides. Like, this is real life and it happens in real life, but Dare's trying to kind of be like, yeah, but don't normalize it. Kind of reminds me how um, Megan Fox and, um, I don't know the guy's name, is it Machine Gun Kelly that she's marrying, mm-hmm. drink each other's blood, and I'm like, are we going to try to normalize that? Because yeah, that's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. I seen that post when he proposed. She said they drank each other's blood. Yeah. I didn't know if she meant it figuratively or Yeah, know, I'm like, know. I don't know if that's for real, but if y'all start incorporating that in but weddings and I'm sitting there, I will get up because I'm no, no, not this one. Keep you a little demonic mess at home. But I can see what they're saying of like the it's kind of normalizing things because it is in the limelight, but I like it because it's also real. Like yeah. that's why I like Grey's Anatomy and like Station Nineteen because they speak on real issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think for me, one, granted, I'm long out of school, but I feel like I haven't heard anything about D.A.R.E. or the D.A.R.E. program in years, Mm -hmm. which causes me to question um, whoever their PR person is. Like, did y'all set this up so that people can become, again, familiar with D.A.R.E.? Or what the thought process was behind that? I know Dana Chanel, um, Curl Bible, if y'all not familiar with her, she had also tweeted about the show saying that she really enjoyed it, but she was going to stop watching it because she felt like it was borderline porn. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have adults watching a show that's supposed to be about teenagers Mm -hmm. and they're addicted to drugs, having crazy amounts of sex and different things like that. And so you have adults fantasizing about teenagers in this way Mm -hmm. by watching the show. So for me, without watching it, I'm like, I see where they're coming from. But then on the other side of that, you have actual adults who are over the age of 21 playing these roles. Mm-hmm. They're not children. But I do get that you have twisted people out there who probably do fantasize about teenagers yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of sit on both sides of it. Because one, I feel like, one, a lot of parents, <clears throat> maybe not our age group, but older parents probably don't know that a lot of this stuff is actually happening with their children. So I think that it opens up lines of communication between parents and their children to say, hey, what's going on in your school? What's going on with your friends? What's Mm -hmm. going on with you? Um, And then it also, I think it'll cause a parent to question, like, well, what is my child struggling with? Because to my understanding, like Darielle said, each person in this show, they're this way because of something that happened in their past, whether Mm -hmm. it was abuse, death, behavioral issues, whatever the case may be, something Mm -hmm. led up to this. Right. So... If anything, I open. I think it opens up the lines of conversation for people, and I think if it's just a show that you don't feel comfortable with, don't watch it. Right. Yeah, and I definitely see her point too because there is a character on there, like it's one of the high schoolers' dads that actually like he he has like sex videos of him having sex with like younger boys on the show so which that part was kind of disturbing because it's like you have a child in high school and you're like sleeping with people at your child's high school like it's really crazy like they be doing some wild shit on there damn and i I definitely think that people have to be mindful of again what you allow yourself to consume when it comes to music Mm -hmm. tv and all of that and be mindful with what you allow your children to view um but I, i think it's one of those things where it's you know, it's going to be different across the board. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I agree. Because now I'll be all up in my kid's phone. Because you really never mm-hmm. know what's going on. Like, the other day, I walked in my son's room and he was watching Shameless. I'm like, why are you watching this? Turn it off. Turn the fuck off. That show alone is a lot. I, I started watching yeah. that show at my nail techs. Um when I was getting my nails done and I was like show is crazy yeah it's a lot like <laughs> yeah. it's fucking a lot like you get overstimulated watching cause so much fucking happens and goes on at one time it's crazy yeah it's a lot um so moving on the Georgia Police Department suggests turning in bad exes on Valentine's Day and I thought this was funny to share because <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up <laughs> It says, yesterday kicked off the month for celebrating the love in your life, and we don't want you to forget those exes that did you wrong either. Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have outstanding warrants? Jesus. Do you have information <laughs> that they are driving with drugs in their car? Give us a call with their location, and we'll take care of the rest. My God, Lee. <laughs> it's creative. So, I give you know somebody's, like, somebody's seriously going to do that. Okay. You know they are I give them points for being creative. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. That was really funny. Had to put that out there. The next one. Um, okay, so this isn't... It's funny, but it's really not. <laughs> um, there's a thread from Twitter that shares moments when they realize someone was crazy. So I'm going to read some of the stories. And if y'all have some, y'all can share. <laughs> I have one that's not even about me. It's about um, one of my friends. I'm going to tell y'all when we get done. Okay. So one girl says, I caught my boyfriend cheating, so I immediately broke up with him and refused to forgive him. So he decided to show me his loyalty by carving my initials in his face. This man was crazy. He would make me talk to him on the phone the entire way to, on the entire way to work. Then once I got to work and clocked in, my work phone rang. As I gave my greeting, all I heard on the other line was, yeah, you better be at work. Like I said, click. I'm so happy I'm out of that. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, dude woke me up out of my sleep, told me to find a ride home at three in the morning. I ordered a lift home. He followed the lift to my house and asked me, was I going to get in the car with him to go back to his house? (laughs) (laughs) What? What type of drugs are you on? Yikes. Oh, wow. Um... Me and dude had an argument, told him I needed space, and dude called my number from three different phones, and I stopped for two hours. I couldn't even call him. <laughs> you can, yeah, that boy, you can't call for help because your phone just keeps... Oh, my God. She smacked me in the face and knocked my glasses clean off. When I said, why the fuck did you hit me? She came back with, what are you talking about? I didn't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> then asked me what happened to my glasses in the most sincere tone. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> she ain't never used before. <laughs> oh, I have to find this funny one that my sister sent me. I gotta find it. Oh my god. Can I watch your story? Bro, stop. <laughs> Wait, this is this is the last one that I'm gonna tell y'all the story. This says she stabbed me in my chest and came to the hospital crying like someone else did it. <laughs> Bitch. Um, okay, so I just recently found this out and I always keep everybody anonymous, of course. Um, I found this out last week and they, these two people were never dating, but the guy was hitting on her, like leaving her notes. Like, Hey, we always cross paths, but like, I never get a chance to see you. They live in the same apartment complex. Like I think she was top floor. He was bottom or vice versa. I don't remember. Puts her little $25 gift card for Starbucks in there. 
okay, you think that's sincere, that's cute, oh, you're thinking about me, whatever. And she's like, now looking back on it, she's like, I've never even seen this man for her to be like, we always path each other and don't say anything. So she said naively, because she lives in a decent neighborhood, the only time she would lock her door would be at night. This is a woman that lives alone. Um, so she would go to work and be gone and like her door would just be unlocked. So she said after her nephew had stayed for six weeks in her house when she was in North or California, she sees a cube sitting in her wall and she's like, I know it's not my nephew's, but maybe it is. I don't know. She takes it out. She throws it in the trash. She finds another one. Come to find out it's like 7am on a random day. She wakes up in this same man that has like never seen her. Like they talked a little bit through like um, messaging, never seen each other, never gone on a date, never went to each other's houses, nothing. She wakes up and this man is standing in her room, like exiting her room. <gasps> tell me you're crazy. Tell me you're crazy. This is the same guy that sent her the Starbucks gift yes. card. He put cameras in her house? Yeah. What the fuck? And they look like, she looked them up and showed me what they look like. They literally look like an Android block and the camera is like, I mean, smaller than that. Smaller than like a freckle. Oh, hell And when no. she got rid of one, another one came in. So she said this dude had been like coming in her house. Door? He probably realized that she didn't lock her damn door. But my thing is how crazy do you have to be to go check your neighbor's door just for fun and see if it opens and then go inside. But that's what I'm saying. He probably, well, yeah, to get to that point. Yeah. What is in your head man. where you're like, I'm going to try her door. And if it opens, I'm going to walk in. And she said she had left her friend there once and her friend didn't have her car. So it just looked like she had left for the day. And her friend was sitting there with the door locked and she heard someone like try to get in. She texted her, thought it was her. And she was like, no, like I'm on the freeway on the way to work. So I don't know how many times the man been in her house. But that tell me you're crazy about telling me you're crazy. You wake the fuck up and you see this man tiptoeing out of your bedroom. No, I think that's beyond crazy. I almost yeah. screamed. Yeah. Yep. Did he would have got the shot. Cops? Yeah. She and his, like ex- the type that wouldn't and his excuse was, she did. And his okay. excuse was, um, Oh, I thought somebody was breaking into the apartment, into my apartment, and I swear to God I saw him run down and go into yours. And she goes, then why wouldn't you scream into my house and wake me up? Or do why are you tiptoeing? Call the cops. Oh, hell no. Dude. Nah. Why are you tiptoeing through my fucking bedroom if you really thought that somebody was hurting me? I would lose my shit. Dude. Oh, my God. That That's is scary. Me too. Me. Yeah. I have like those, uh, Dion bought me those um, under door stoppers. I think we got them from, shit, I think Walmart. But yeah, he got me those yeah, under door things. Put, yeah. yep. And then he got me those little um, window alarms. Mm-hmm. Now, it obviously doesn't help when somebody breaks it, but I can hear mm-hmm. if you fucking break it. And I have a motion sensor in my living room. But if you slide that shit up, it screams at you. Yeah. But yeah, like women got to be careful. I know this stuff happens to men too, but women are easier to take advantage of because yeah. they're small and they're, you know. So, yeah. Yikes. I was just going to read one, and the girl was like, when I woke up, and my ex had broken into my house and was standing over me while I slept. Like, what See? the fuck? What in the fuck, bro? How are y'all getting in these people's houses? It means you watching the to see when they The thing about it is that the crazy people probably don't even think they're crazy. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> like, the, they justify it. What? Like, well, of course I came in here. Why wouldn't I? I what? <sighs> y'all. Oh, I don't want to share this. That just reminded me of someone from my past. <laughs> there was several times when I would like wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like sleeping on the couch or something, and he's literally standing over me, jacking off. And I used I to cannot. be like, "What are you doing?" And he would just turn around and walk in the other room, like he wouldn't say anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, thank you for traumatizing me. But that's so creepy. Yeah, that's like, weird. I don't like that. Like, if you want your dick touched, wake the like, wake me up, bro. No, don't, don't wake me up. But don't go stand over me and like that's I'm a, my insane. mouth could be open and I could be spitting what? on myself. How is that turning you on? I know you're like a corpse, and the guy's like. I can't. I, I hate it here. I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> the last one says, my friend called me to um, help grab some things from her boyfriends when they broke up. Next thing I know, she's sprinting down the steps with a PS4 in his prosthetic leg. We got the car and said, let's see if he can run behind other bitches. <laughs> oh, she wrong. She is wrong, bro. Oh my god! Damn. My stories are nowhere near. That. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, somebody just stole my cheese once. That's all. Yeah, oh my I don't, god! I don't have any personal ones, thank God. I, mm, I was, <laughs> I was dating someone at one point in time, and I stopped talking to him for whatever reason. And he showed, he kept showing up to places that I was at. He wasn't stalking me. I just know he knew based off of like social media, like. Mm things but he kept like showing up he wouldn't say anything he wouldn't address me he wouldn't speak to me nothing but he just kept showing up to like four or five different places that i went it was really creepy like he even showed up to bible study one time sir <laughs> stop trying to act no, like you, you love jesus okay <laughs> do not use my god for your your nastiness get out then there was someone um an ex actually and we had got into i met i may have shared this story before we had got into an argument outside of his house and I was trying to leave and he wouldn't let me leave. And so I was like, okay, let's get in the car. Let's talk about it. So when he went to get in the passenger side, I ran and jumped in my car and locked the door <laughs> so that he couldn't get in. Oh my God. So he couldn't get in the car. And so when I did that, he's like, let me in, let me in. I was just trying to get out of there. He it was a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. and so when I <laughs> I threw my car in reverse, and he grabbed onto my head, my my mirror. Stop! <laughs> and he grabbed. Onto, I don't know how far I drug him back because <laughs> I was in reverse. <laughs> reverse. It's body. But he was he literally pulled my mirror off my car. I had to get damn. <laughs> He was like, fuck the mirror. It's cool. I need to get out. I need to get out. Fuck this mirror. Bro. That's probably the extent of my, my crazy people, but yes. Yikes. Yeah, I don't think I have any any crazy ones. Yeah, just be safe, ladies. And right. men, because... Yeah, we know y'all be, y'all be strong out, too. <clears throat> there was this this guy at the this club I work at, and he thought I was talking to somebody that I was absolutely not talking to and he was literally standing on the other side of the club just staring at me with his arms fucking crossed like like you're a child that's in trouble oh my god I just happened to look over and he was just like this just staring at us like like, why are you being weird (sighs) men are different y'all DM us and share and share your crazy story. Yes, I want to know. This is wild. <laughs> so the last current event we have it says gospel singer Kiara Sheard or Sheard, what's her name? Uh, I think Sheard. Kiara Sheard. Sheard 
tells page six that when her girlfriends come to visit, she makes them stay at a hotel to keep them away from her husband. Okay. Um, I posted this on our story and we got some people saying that they understood that those, that's just her creating boundaries. And some people were basically saying, if you feel like it got to be like that, you shouldn't be in that relationship. I, that makes me wonder though, is it the husband she doesn't trust or the friends? I didn't look at the full interview. I didn't read the full interview, but the way she worded it, and I talked about this with Ashley, the way she worded it almost sound like the, the piece of it, I should say, was worded as if she didn't trust her friends or she didn't trust her husband. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Right. Now, a couple of years ago, I said this on the show, that if I'm married, nobody can stay the night at my house. Right. I said even my mother couldn't stay the night at my house. Yeah. But it wasn't. And I'm going to insert the clip. Now, yeah. it's levels. I don't even want my mama there. Really? Mm, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, it wasn't to say that I don't trust them or my or my friends or my mother, but it's it's a level it's a level of comfort. <laughs> if I have a big enough house to where I can accommodate people staying tonight, no one has to step over anyone. My husband can do what he would normally do in his home, right. and my family or friends can freely move around and do what they need to do without paths being crossed then okay but if i'm in a small space i'll make accommodations for my mother to get into my for my mother to have somewhere to stay or my friends to have somewhere to stay i just feel like if you can't like i like to walk around naked if my man want to walk around naked he can't do that because we got you know what i mean yeah and it depends on the circumstances but the way she worded it seems like one, she didn't trust her husband or her friends, and two, it was the way she was raised. And there's a thing, you know. I think she, I, I think older black women, you know what I mean? Like they're very finicky about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get it, but I think it's a deeper conversation. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's a trust issue between both parties, or if it's like, oh, it's just about comfortability. Yeah. Um, because I can see both. I can see, like you said you know, family or friends come to stay and they both feel like they have to walk on eggshells yeah. because, oh, I'm in somebody else's house and I don't want to, you know, that's honestly why I don't stay anywhere. Yeah. I stay at my house. I haven't stayed the night somewhere like consistently since I was probably 15 years old. Yeah. I don't like staying the night at other people's houses. Now, if it's like a, a boyfriend, I would. Yeah. But I don't stay the night with my girlfriends. I yeah. don't. And I, I just don't. People just don't realize dynamics change when you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage. Yeah. It's not the same as if you're single and your girlfriends are coming to stay tonight and you're right. having a girl's night. It's just different. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even stay at my parents' house. Like, yeah. I haven't stayed the night at their houses in years either. And it's that for me is a comfort thing. Yeah. You know? So I get it. I mean, back then when we had that discussion, I don't know what the fucking basis of it was. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> She was like, I don't want my mom there. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just used to, like, having such a big family. And even when we get together, like, my parents used to have something for New Year's. Like, everybody would just stay at night. So I'm just Mm -hmm. used to stuff like that. Um, So to me, I would not be the type to make them stay in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But after thinking about it, I understand it. And... Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if it's to the extent where I don't want you staying in my home, then for me, that means that I don't trust you. And then that's a problem. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I guess I can understand where she's coming from just because it's like a respect thing for like my home and my husband. And like you said, he should be able to do what he wants to do. So I get it. But I'm just used to like when I visit friends, I'm staying like with them and vice versa. Yeah. So I don't know. And then I also said I have a friend group where I wouldn't necessarily even worry about my friends like in that way or my husband. I would hope I would have sense enough that I marry right. somebody that I trust. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, like my mom, she comes down here now and she kind of inserts herself in things. And it's like, girl, this is my house that I pay for. Right. Things run the way I mm-hmm. wanted to run here. So I can only imagine her being there and it's a man and how he runs his household and she'll have right. some like her opinion. Yeah, like, yeah, like mom, if you hear this, my bad. But like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. All right, well, we're going to jump into the main topic, which is adult friendships and your friends being your soulmates. So, um, there's a few little things that was put on the timeline. It says five things we learned about outgrowing friendships. Actually, I don't want to start with that. Before we start, let's even talk about, like, what a friendship is. Like, what makes somebody your friend? Ooh. I think what makes somebody my friend is someone being a safe space. Um, For me to just be me, um, to be honest, to be transparent with one another, and to depend on one another. Mm -hmm. You know, not overly depend or be codependent, but just to, you know... As you walking through life, like you need somebody with you to just kind of share those experiences with you. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like somebody that truly has your back and your best interest is what I would say as a friend for me. Yeah, I agree. I've always said that like one way I know that my friend is my friend is we know that it's an unspoken rule that we got each other regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's not even mm-hmm. like a I filled your gas tank. Why don't you fill mine? It's like, no, you know, I spotted you one time. Um, and it's not always financial, of course, but I spotted you one time. Now when we sit down for a meal, if I see you don't have it, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Um, like you said, a safe space, knowing I can come to you confidently and it's not going to be strong all over social media or strong through 18 different people's mouths, Mm -hmm. but knowing I can come to you about, you know, struggles in my family, friendships, my mental health and stuff and know that there's not going to be like a judgment, um, but that there's going to be like a sincere response and just feeling safe enough to tell you those things and be around you. Um, and I would say like, for me, I know somebody's a true friend. This sounds like an asshole thing to say when I don't get irritated by your presence, Mm. like, because sometimes I'll be around people and I'm like, yeah, this is like somebody I can kick it with. But like, if I'm getting irritated by you, it's something I need to check in me or I need to check in you. You know what I mean? Or both. Um, cause I am the type, I'm not gonna lie. I get irritated fast and I will (laughs) isolate and get quiet fast. So that'll show me right there. Like. Yeah, probably not a good vibe here. Mm-hmm. Another thing I was going to say, as you were talking, I got to thinking about it. Somebody I can literally celebrate with. Like, mm-hmm. I love that about my friendships. Like, we celebrate one another regardless of how big or small, small the yeah. milestone is. Like, somebody I can literally celebrate my wins with. Yep. I think for me, it's definitely someone that is a safe space. And there has to be trust. There has to be loyalty. And um, just someone that I we can have good, like, communication and understanding. Um, someone that doesn't judge me, like Kim said. And then just somebody that just reciprocates what I'm putting out. Yeah. Um, 
So I wanted to ask you guys, because I see a lot of like cute friend groups that like go over each other's houses and have girls nights or if it's somebody's birthday, they buy gifts for their friends, things like that. Does that make someone a good friend? Like, do you feel like if you have friends that weren't doing those type of things, would that, would they be a friend to you? I would say they still would be a friend to me because I have multiple friends like this. Some of them will provide for everything. Like you say, celebrate every win. Mm -hmm. And then some of them will celebrate you verbally easily, either because they haven't grown up that way or they financially can't do it. Um, They mentally can't do, you know, some people need just safe spaces where they, you might be their only friend while you have multiple friends. Yeah. Um, So I don't think it makes somebody not a friend. It's about understanding your friend's boundaries, what makes them comfortable, what they're okay with, and not taking it personal that they can't provide, you know, a gift or that they can't provide a hangout all the time or they can't provide, like, wine nights and and stuff like that. Because for me, I know that I'm almost always the friend that misses the hangouts because of how busy I am. And all of my friends know not to take that personal. Oh, Kim's not sitting out because she's pissed off at us. She's not sitting out because she hates us. I may not financially be able to, or I may be busy, or I may be overstimulated and I need a social break. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's about understanding your friend's boundaries when it comes to mental, physical, emotional, all that. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Cause I think for me, I was thinking about this on the way here because I always talk about how like, I wish I had like a core friend group where we got to hang out or, you know, our kids play together and we got to go out for birthdays and things like that. And I've never really had that. And so sometimes it's like, I can feel really lonely because I feel like all of my close friends have their core friend group. And so I'm just like, I'm very shy and I'm just not the type of person to like, I will want to be a part of that, but I don't like to insert myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And and then I take a look at my friendship and I'm like, damn, well, me and my friends haven't hung out in a while. I haven't been to their house. They haven't been to my house. And I guess now, like, I understand that we're all going through a lot of shit. Majority of the time, we don't want to leave our fucking house. Or we're going through something we just don't feel like, you know, just we want to be in our own space. So, I guess, like, not having those things wouldn't really, like, make me view somebody as not my friend. And, two, like, I would want to be that friend that, like, buys my friends gifts for every little thing but i'm a broke ass bitch and <laughs> i just can't or sometimes i'm the person that i forget into the last minute and i'm like damn i can't even get a gift now like you know yeah, yeah. it's so hard <clears throat> i think for me i don't think it means that they're not a friend but i do think it kind of speaks to the level of friendship not necessarily in a bad way but i feel like i have friends that we spend a lot of time together. We celebrate everything. Mm-hmm. That may look like gifts. I'm not really, I'm last minute too. So I'd be like, hey, let me send you some money to put in on your gifts. Like, yeah, that's how <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing. You gotta catch up. Um, but- right. <laughs> I think it's just, it just, it speaks to the level. Cause I feel like the friends that I'm always doing stuff with, because we're always together, mm-hmm. we probably have more conversations about a lot more things. And those are probably like the friends that I can actually sit and talk on the phone with, different mm-hmm. things like that. So I think it's just, it's just levels. It's not really a bad or a good thing. It's just different level of friendships. Like, I consider you guys my friends, but we don't get to hang out as much as right. we would like to. You know what I mean? But I don't think it means that you're not my friend. Right. That just, we, like, secretly yeah. hate you. It's just, like, it's just levels, I think. Yeah. But it's just, like, for me, 
like how do you make friends as an adult because it's not to say that I don't want to be friends with the friends that I have I would love to strengthen my friendships that I already have and add in yes but because we're all like in our own little space or we are we all have like our own other friends it's like it's kind of hard to do that yeah so it's like so now I find myself I'm like damn I want to make friends or find friends that we can create our own group but it's like how do you do that I guess for me like because majority of my friends came in adulthood because I only had five girls that I would kick it with growing up and I had a few like maybe three outside of that that like I would go to their houses but my friend group was five people from the time I was 12 Mm -hmm. and that carried into adulthood until um one of them just like got cut from the friend group completely because she just was outputting a bad friendship. And I've talked about that on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the girls moved to Dayton. So she comes back maybe once a year, maybe every few years. She came to my housewarming last year and I cried because I hadn't seen her. And I think two, two or three years before that. Um, so almost every single person that I'm close to now is an adult friend. Those all happen through mutual connection in the sense of, um, like my hairstylist turned into my quite literal best friend. Um, I'm trying to think of the other people that like um, a lot of my clients that I did fitness with became my best friends. Um, D, I met you through business. You became one of my best and closest friends. Um, so it's honestly, I'm meeting these people in mutual adult settings. Um, you know, so whether I'm out at, you know, a brunch and they bring another friend. I'm like, oh, I fuck with that person, mm-hmm. you know, or if I could be out, I don't know, buying a t-shirt and the clerk, you know, makes a comment about fashion. And I'm like, oh, you're into fashion. Then I find out there's stylist. Da, 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 we collab, we end up kicking it. We end up as like close friends. Um, so I will say a lot of mine are made by mutual connection of sharing the same type of interest, not even fashion, but like, oh, we're both entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, we both have side hustles on top of our main jobs. Um, oh, we both have kids, um, you know, around the same age bracket. Oh, we both have like a similar taste in, um, you know, makeups, you know, beauty stuff. Oh, we go to the same lash tech, shit like that. Um, so that's how I've made my adult friendships is literally just having those mutual connections with people and understanding. Cause when you have somebody like that, when you both know how entrepreneurship works or how side hustles work. You don't get offended that they're not around. Yeah. The friend that I was talking about would be like pissed that none of us could hang out. And we're like, do you realize that we have relationships, jobs, um, families, other friendships, um, school, uh, you know, car trouble, everyday trouble, stuff like that. Like that type of stuff happens in our everyday lives. And when you have mutual friends that understand that, that friendship will never fade away. Mm-hmm. And when you link up, it's like y'all never left. Right. Like I haven't seen my best friend out of that five people I was talking about two of them I haven't seen them since November and I think the first time I saw them was January 1st and I haven't seen them since mm-hmm. but I know as soon as we link up nothing changed right so solid. yeah just finding mutual connection I guess is how I made mine okay. um my majority <laughs> of my friends came from childhood um my adult friendships were formed by going to church. So within like mm-hmm. the last <clears throat> few years, um, 
I've made some additional friends, which I wasn't even seeking friendships. I was just going to church. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, happened to meet people that I just really vibed with and we were able to build upon that. Um, I can't say that I'm the type of person that has the ability to go out and make friends because I'm very introverted. So, like, a lot of people that I've met has been by way of my best friend. She's extroverted. She meets mm-hmm. a lot of people. So, like, she... And then she's very inviting. Like, her home is, like, the hangout spot. So, you meet people just off of that. But I I, I think it's what Kim said. It's just, like, somehow you're connected in one way or another. And it's more, like, networking turned into friendship more than mm-hmm. anything else. Yep. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm introverted, too. So, I don't know how... And on top of that... I just don't be trusting people. Like, bitches are weird. I'm that girl. <laughs> like, bitches are weird. And I just, I don't be fucking with it. Like, I don't know. Like, when people meet me, they think that I'm very, like, mean and standoffish because I'm very quiet. But I'm just observing and I'm trying to see if I fuck with you on that level. Right. <laughs> you know? So, it's just like, I don't think I'm good at, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I need to make some friends. Somebody adopt me into their <laughs> you're always welcome to come hang out with us yeah i feel this that's how i feel like i'm just naturally leery of people i gotta kind of fill you out first yeah all of that before i can be like mm, okay i will consider you a friend and it's a struggle yeah i'm just gonna have to stop being antisocial and just put myself out there and see how it goes i think it's my fault it's definitely my fault well, that's what I was going to say. It's like a, I hear you saying that you're introverted and stuff, but it's also like kind of what Brandy said. You don't always seek those friendships. So that's honestly not the issue because I'm the first person to self-isolate and never leave my house. And then my friends call me out for it. I haven't seen you in two months. Oops. Um, but so that's the thing. I don't even know if it's like, like you just have to kind of be caught in the right moment. Like you said, like sometimes you'll literally like if we went to a fucking networking event for the podcast, you might run into somebody and be like, wow. But I think it is, like you said, at least you know that you have that block up. So that's something you can be like, okay, let the person in by pieces. And then you'll start to see, oh, they really are here for me. Oh, they really don't judge me. Oh, they really do care about me. Oh, they really will have my back. Okay, cool. And that's kind of how you, that's how I am with stepping stones. And like, it's interesting with Dion and I, because we're opposite in how we do that. I, every relationship I have, whether it's romantic, uh, friendships, family, I start off being like prove yourself mm-hmm. now i don't put people through tests like an idiot like ooh, let's see if they pick up my jacket no i don't put people through <laughs> tests but i watch how they interact with me and i go from there yeah. dion's the opposite he's like no i trust everyone and i'm like don't do that you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get messed up don't do that so i would say with you just start breaking that down a little bit where you're like okay I'm, this person has to prove themselves but i also need to give them a chance to prove themselves mm-hmm. you know not they do one thing and you're like, nope, fuck it, I'm out. You got to be like, and vocalize that person. Like, hey, I actually don't like that you like tried to call me out right there. That kind of made me feel some type of way. Like, you can tell me about me, but, you know, take a little judgmental tone out of it. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you being introverted is the issue. Um, it's just about place and time and then you being open to like giving people chances. So, which you don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the people that I'm trying to give chances to. Sorry to these people. <laughs> okay, so this post says adult friendships. Go where you are celebrated, not tolerated. 
Your friends are the family you choose. Don't settle for mediocre, shallow, or competitive friendships. You deserve to have people around you that are genuinely happy for your growth, success, and being your most authentic self. Connection long versus longevity. You're not supposed to stay the same, so why would your friendships? The friend you had in primary school might have served you then, but adult you might have a whole different set of beliefs, standards, and needs that can no longer be met by Susie <laughs> in year four. Why, Susie? Sorry to any Susies. Oh, my God. Um, give them a chance to re-meet you. We often catastrophize did I say it right? Yes. Oh. And think of the worst possible case scenario, for example. I'll tell my friend blank about me. They aren't going to understand. Give them a chance to understand and ask questions and then make your decision if they get the privilege of staying in your life. Set boundaries. This will look different for everyone, but remember this. Your friends are being there for you versus being constantly emotionally and physically available to you are two completely different things. Your friends are allowed to not respond straight away or bail on plans. Instead of making it about you, ask if they need something, advice, compassion, space. Non-judgmental communication is key. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Trust your gut. The way someone makes you feel is everything you will ever need to know. Uh, I don't know about that one because sometimes my gut... Well, this this is low-key what I was talking about when I was saying, like, if somebody makes me feel some type of way where I'm irritated by you, I'm like... That's when I have to check myself. Is that a me thing or is you got some type of weird energy yeah. that I'm not fucking yeah. with? So that's why, why I was telling you about chances. Like, okay, I might come around the beginning and see if the vibe is different. Mm-hmm. But if it's consistent every time I'm around you, I'm like, I simply can't fuck with you. Yeah, like, that makes yeah. sense. It says, came away from the brunch feeling stupid, ashamed, and weird. Those are not your people. Your friends should make you feel relaxed enough to, or for your true self to shine through and love all of your parts, especially the parts you don't like. And the last one says, be your own best friend first. When you start loving yourself fully, you're not going to put up with behaviors you once did. This might mean letting go of a lot of people. It may seem lonely at first, but learn to be your own best friend. Don't wait for a friend to do things with you. Take yourself. It will set the tone for how you want to be treated and make it easier to find your people. Amen. That's amazing. I know. (laughs) The one that um, kind of spoke to me was the give them a chance to re-meet you because I'm struggling with this with one of my friends out of the five friend group I talked about. Because mm-hmm. um, she, even as this prejudged no- notion on me of even um, from like December, November and backwards me. And I'm like, again, how I said they haven't seen me in two months. I'm like, my growth from there to now is something you haven't seen. And I can't get pissed off that you're you know, sharing with other friends that you have this viewpoint of me. Mm-hmm. I need to allow you the chance to re-meet me while also vocalizing, hey, I don't like that you're spreading this is how you think I am when you haven't got a chance to be around me in the now. Yeah. Um, so, and her and I have always had, a like, in our adult friendship, we've always had a respectful, mutual, like, sit down, talk about it without yelling at each other. We don't cuss at each other. We don't get mean or nasty. We always sit down like, hey, this bothered me. I need you to work on that better as a friend mm-hmm. and then vice versa. Um, so that chance to re-meet you thing is something that like I've tapped into a lot more often. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
I think it's important to be able to have great communication and friendships because I have friends that I'm very guilty of feeling away about something and I just won't bring it up until I'm over it. And but now, like, I'm thankful to have friends where like something can be off and we can just talk about it, yep. discuss it and let it go. Yep. So when I have those other friends that I consider to be like best friends or like family who, you know, we might have a disagreement or they might be upset about something and they just literally will like ghost me and not talk to me. I'm just kind of like, where should I place you in my life? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, is this just a rough patch or should we just not be friends anymore? Because why are you treating me like that? Yeah, but honestly, you can sit them down and have that exact conversation. Like, yeah. yo, I need to know. But what if you did and they did it again? Mm. Uh, see okay I think to your point I think the communication and, refri- and friendships is very important and then the trusting yourself um, I feel like it's important to spend a decent amount of time by yourself mm-hmm. to one get in touch with who you are the things that you need and for you to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. about whatever's going on in your life mm-hmm. um when you don't trust yourself, I feel like you're naturally leery of other people. Right. Mm. Um, I feel like when you don't love yourself, you allow people to love you in whatever the way they, they, they feel do. like they want to love you today. Um, that's one thing. So I feel like when you are clear in what you're going to accept, even in friendships, that is, and it is back to that conversation we had about standards. That's your that's your standard. I shouldn't have to continue to repeat to you that, hey, I feel mistreated or used or whatever the case may be, or you're not hearing me, or I feel left out to somebody that I would call a friend. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's how you act, again, that is on you, but that mm-hmm. is not someone that I would define as a friend. Right. So... At that point, I feel like you would have to then make the decision to say, this is my standards for my friends. You mm-hmm. can't live up yep. to that. Mm-hmm. So you're not my friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And even with that, it comes grace. You know what I mean? Like I said, I feel like you should. You have to effectively communicate that to them. Give them the opportunity to show you. Like I was literally listening to um, one of Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcasts. And I listened to it like four or five times last week. And it was just about relationships Mm -hmm. and it was saying that when someone shows you who they are believe them them. believe them and she was saying that she had a friend that she had communicated something to them where it was like I don't like the way you made me feel in this moment or whatever the case was and the friend was like I apologize I do not want to be that kind of person and I do not want to be that kind of person to you because it's never about you is always, a, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's about another person. So yeah. until you decide that you want to be a good friend, you're simply not going to be. Right. So I, my thing is, is like, if they're showing you that they don't receive or don't want to make the effort to yeah. be better. And that's what I realized too, that that's just the type of person they are. Like they, they value, like they consider like, oh, they're very protective over their friends or they value their friendship so much. So it's like when their friends do something that they don't agree with, they just don't talk to them until they're done being mad. And I'm like, that's lame as fuck. Yeah. Because it's like, how are we supposed to grow through things yeah. and work things through if you're not talking to me? And then yeah. you, do you think that you're supposed to just not talk to me for some months and then pop back up like, hey, by the way, you know, 
no, fuck that. Yeah. Because not have you done this one time, two times, three times, four. Like, it's just been way too many times. And I'm tired of expressing myself. Like, don't do that to me. Yeah. Especially when, like, and here's another thing. I feel like, I know we had said that we feel like we hold our friendships to a different standard than our relationships. But to me, like, my friendships matter more to me. Because to me, my friendships are forever. Yeah. Which, maybe I shouldn't look at it that way. But I just feel like men are temporary and your friends are not. And so I just expect my friends to treat me better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, I would say to your point is you should never have to argue to somebody how to treat you or what your standard is and they not hear you and listen to you and listen, you know, hear you out. Um, So for you to be expressing to this person, hey, that's actually not how I function in friendships. I need you to not do that to me. Mm-hmm. If they can't get out of that, that's something that now they need to address within themselves. Like, why do I keep doing this to people? Why do I keep self-isolating and pulling away from people when I feel like they've done me wrong? Mm-hmm. So they need to dig deep, find out why, and learn how to handle that as an adult and feel safe enough to not repeat that pattern with the people they're doing it to. Because yeah. um, I notice a lot of people will continue those habits because they're like, oh shit, I'm having the same triggering feelings from whatever right now and I need to withdraw like I usually do that means you don't feel safe enough around that person Mm -hmm. and that's not your fault Mm -hmm. it's not your fault that somebody doesn't feel safe enough around you Mm -hmm. it would be your fault now if every time that person came to you and you're like shut up I don't want to fucking hear it and then they feel like they have to shut down but if you're always open-eared like yo what's going on and they're like nothing that's not your fault at that point yeah um so yeah I would just say like Brandy said that's your standard you shouldn't have to argue it or you know, try to show somebody how to live by it. If you've expressed it to them and you haven't put any harsh words toward them and you haven't open and honest all the time, then that's now their job to look at themselves. And that may require, like the post said, you stepping away for a second. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need you to self-evaluate that friend that I talk about. I was friends with for 13 years. I don't doubt that maybe one day, you know, I could sit down with her when I'm 30, 40, 50 and we, you know, rekindle things. But she needs, in my opinion, which it's not me to say, in my opinion, I think she needs years of, you know, changing Mm -hmm. and learning herself, loving herself, caring about herself, because she always puts people before herself. Mm -hmm. So when she does that, like Brandy said, now you're not out, you're not outputting the best version of yourself. Um, So I would just, like I said, like you said, you vocalize to the person, I can't say vocalize it to them, but just, I guess, give them that space to do so and like brandy said just know that that's who they are yeah one thing i think is important which i don't think a lot of people realize it and it's especially important in friendships and in relationships you have to put yourself around people who are dedicated to elevating themselves yeah it's never going to work if i am on a trajectory that allows me to change and grow and make self-evaluations and adjustments and I'm constantly in this direction of progression mm-hmm. and you're just here like mm-hmm. I've had friendships that kind of fell into fall to the wayside for whatever reason and we try to pick back up and then you have those conversations or those meetups and you realize like you're the same as that person that yep. you were that happened to me 10 years ago yeah. yep. like nothing is changed in your life you still have the same patterns you still have the same behaviors you have put no effort towards anything, any of the things that you say that you want to do mm. or any of that. And you realize, like, I have to put you in this box, unfortunately, mm-hmm. of the the check-in. Hey, how you doing? Everything okay? How such and such? Glad to hear you're doing okay. 
And it's that it's just surface level. That's just what it has to be because we don't even not that we have to think the same, but our thought process is totally different. Right. You know what I mean? And I've learned that like I just I no offense to anybody, but I just I don't want to be around that. Like I need people that push me beyond me and I can push them beyond themselves. Yep. And literally we grow together like mm-hmm. i don't need it at this age i don't need anybody Girl. that we're just growing in separate directions you're just wasting time right with each other so i i don't know and you got to be honest about yeah. where you are you know what That's i mean true. like i literally just told my friend that i'm like i'm like you have to be honest with us and transparent with us about where you are in this journey right now mm-hmm and allow us the opportunity to support you in that. I can't fully support you if you're not being honest or you leaving right. certain things out about whatever's going on. I can't I can't help you. I'm not telling yeah. you you have to give me details, but I need a clear picture. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I know you're struggling in this area, then I know that I need to tread lightly with that. Right. And, yeah. and in those moments, you just need somebody to listen to. You don't need for me to try to resolve because I'm a friend that likes to try to resolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at least you can recognize that though. Right. I think for me to, like you guys said, taking time to figure out yourself, like that helped me a lot too, because I realized that I can be a very codependent person and I would lean on my friends a little too much. And so um, I realized that when I'm going through a rough patch, like going through depression and things like that, like I would literally have to tell my friends, like, you know what? I'm not in the space. Like, I just need to take time to myself. Because I remember one time, like, I was going through a lot of bad shit. And one of my friends, she was finally coming out of bad shit and happy, found love and all those other things. And it's like, I don't want to keep calling you every day and dumping all of my sadness onto you when you're in such a great space and you deserve it. And she got mad at me. And she's just, like, got offended. Like, well, why don't you want to talk to me? Why are you cutting me off? And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I'm I'm trying to consider your feelings. And who wants to hear that? You know what I'm saying? Who wants, they're happy. Who wants to hear some negative shit every fucking day, friend or not? Like, that can be very draining. So I learned how to do that. And also, like, I noticed that when a friend hurts me, I tend to shut down. Because it triggers a lot of other hurt that has right. nothing to do with them. Yeah. And so, but instead, I would just like act like I'm okay and keep pushing forward, which later it will ruin the friendship. Right. So I know recently I had a friend that did some shit to me that hurt my feelings. And at, in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I don't have anything to say. I need to process my feelings and I'll let you know where we move from here and surprisingly we were able to work through it and it's like now it's not awkward when I talk to her like everything is still the same and I really appreciate that I took the time to like know how to handle shit like that right yeah I will say though um your friend should always respect that space if you're in that space of like hey because I don't know I'm having a hard time with like that almost makes me sad for you that you feel like you can't express yourself still to friends if they're in a better, and I'm using quotations because you all can't see it. If you're in, if they're in a better spot than you. Um, but I also understand your point of not dumping because honestly, I don't talk to my friends, like none of them. I don't care how close we are about what I'm dealing with. I've just never been that person. I like silently suffer or I talk to my therapist or I talk to God 
And it hasn't been fair to Dion, and I've said this before, that I would just dump all my stuff on him because he's my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never handled it poorly. He's never rejected it. He's never made me feel like shit about it. But I kind of had to check myself, kind of what you were saying. Like, I wonder how he does feel about me always having something to say. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not bothered. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's still that can still be draining to somebody. So I guess it's about finding that balance because I don't want you to ever feel like in any of your friendships that you can't, whether it's a week straight, that you can't talk to them and just say, hey, I'm currently still struggling in this. Yeah. Because that friend should be able to say, hey, I can't respond right now, but I'll get back to you in a few hours or I'll text you, you know, tomorrow morning before I get up for work. I have a friend that I do that with. Um, her name is Jessica. Um, and I hope she listens to this because shout out to her. I love her. I met her in my freshman year of high school and to this day. Um, so that's what, like a, how fucking old am I? (laughs) That's like a 11, 12 year old friendship Mm -hmm. to this day. I mean, I have messages waiting for her on my phone right now. She sent me voice messages. She moved to Seattle and everything. And she just tells me what's going on in her life. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. I didn't have a good day about this. Or she'll simply send me just like a love, a love voice note. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just about finding that balance. Like her and I do that oh, like every other week and it's not overwhelming because I will leave that there for days and tap back in and she won't be like, what the fuck, dude? You were yeah. gone for days. So I guess it's about finding that balance in both parties, like you not feeling like you can't do that and that party being able to say, hey, I'm going to respond to you in a few days, but don't think that I didn't hear you or don't care about mm-hmm. you. I want you to know that you're acknowledged, but give me a second. I'll pop back in. Yeah, I agree. I do think it has to be a balance, but I can't actually see why your friend would get mad. Mm-hmm. Maybe not mad to the point where it's like, I'm going to yell at you or not right. talk to you for a few days, but... Oh, she shut me out. Yeah, see, I, that might be a little... <laughs> I think that's a little overboard, <laughs> but I, I do feel like... Also, being a friend means being able to carry someone else's burden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, just because I'm in a good space does not mean that I don't have the capacity to carry your burden with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also something that I kind of learned in church. Like, literally doing life together means that we're doing life together, whatever life looks like. So it's like, well, why wouldn't you call me? I'd rather you call me and, and dump on me versus you just mm-hmm. sitting in your mess and then whatever that spiral was into. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't think I would have, like, shut you out or anything. But let but- me tell you why. Because we had a a situation where I was, you know, in a situation that she didn't agree with. Okay. And I wasn't coming out of that. And she felt like I should. And she stopped talking to me. That's not hard for her to decide. Exactly. She stopped talking to me for months. We got back cool. She apologized. So then it's like after a certain point, like not that I wouldn't tell her stuff, but it just got to a point where I knew that I wasn't in a space to leave. So why do I want to keep that talking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like. Yeah. And you put me in a position to not tell you because right. you stopped talking to me because of the choices. Yeah, that's a little bit deeper than just like the regular like. Yeah, yeah regular degree. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's another thing with friendships. Stay out of the, like, stay out of people's relationship. You're my friend. I love you. I would do anything for you. But. What's going on in your private bedroom stuff is not my business. <laughs> right. Like I don't need to know. I don't want to know. It's I literally have friends where it's like, look, I'm honest about it. Like, hey, not my cup of tea. I won't be disrespectful. I will be completely cordial. Speak even, you know, 
a little extra friendly all for the sake of you. If you having problems and you don't like the nigga today, we don't like the nigga today. Right, yeah. If you love him tomorrow, <laughs> cool. We love him. Like, yeah, like, I just, it's not my business. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, as long as the nigga ain't beating on you, okay. verbally abusing you, mentally abusing you, what can you say? What am I going to say? Yeah. You leave when you get ready? I, exactly. But I notice that people do, a lot of people will cast judgment based off um, one moment that they know yeah. and base it on the entire relationship. Yeah. Um, I've had people do that to me multiple times and it pisses me off because then it, and it's because they don't know the person I'm with. So it's like, you don't know that person to cast that judgment because you're basing it off of one thing you may have seen. Yeah. Um, so I guess... Like, I don't know, like Brandy said, that's just not fair or their decision to make, like, you don't really know what you're talking about. And you don't really know what you're in or what you see. Yeah. So until you're quite literally, literally living the same life, right. which will never fucking happen, who are you to cast judgment right. and make a decision like, oh, nope, I'm good to go. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know it's how we functioned. Yeah. Because if that's how we functioned, I could have done that to you multiple yeah. times. Right. So <laughs> that's a lesson I learned the hard way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if I see, you know what I mean? If I see my friends are dating somebody and it's a pattern, like a person has a certain character trait. Right. If you allow me the space to say that to you, then I will say so. that to you. Yeah. But even still with that, again, not my cross to carry. Like yeah. if you want to deal with it, I have absolutely yeah. nothing to say about it. As long as they ain't hitting you, verbally abusing you, mentally abusing you. Right. Which right. I want. <laughs> even with that though, like... I've had friends that may have been like in some, not even may, but been in some abusive things, but it's really like, you can't really do anything. Yeah, you really can't. But for me, I'm just not the friend that judges. Even if I don't like the motherfucker, that's your business. If you choose to say, that's what you're going to do. But just know that I'm here for you regardless. Even if you feel unsafe, like I still can't make you leave a man that's abusive, but just know that I'm here. If you need me, share your location. You're right about that. If if you need me, call the cop, whatever the case may be. So it's like, I don't really understand friends that get mad at their friends or stop being friends with people because of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I agree though. I, with both of you, I learned that with my friendships, um, I realize that people will not leave or take your advice until they give it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So to constantly preach at somebody or come down at somebody, it's not helping your guys' relationship. Right. Like it's destroying you. Um, and there's that fine balance, Brandy, like you said, like where you can speak your piece, but it doesn't have to be an ultimatum. Yeah. Right. You know, like, hey, like that kind of bothered me what I saw, but not my business. I just want to make sure you're cool. Mm-hmm. If your friend verifies, yes, I'm okay. All right, great. Y'all ready to move to the next spot? Yeah. Good to know. But for them to create an ultimatum in your life and base a decision about y'all's relationship because of another one that they have no idea about, that's just not fair. And that's more so a them problem. Yeah. yeah. It is very annoying. We have those friends that be like, well, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just be done? And it's like, it's really not that simple. And that's why for me, I stopped talking about certain things with people because yeah. I learned that a lot of the issues that I have with people is has more so to do with my own shit than the yep. person that I'm yep, with and that too. I'm dealing with. Yep, like, I'm, I'm not able to leave because, again, codependency. I have issues from my dad and things like that. So it's like it's more so about shit that I need to work on internally than that other person. Right. Yeah, yeah it's literally about, like, well, at least you can recognize that. A lot of people will bl- blame their partners for their issues and they don't even see it they're like you did it again i'm like do you not know that, that was you like, <laughs> what me? um so i'm grateful to have met someone that can have mental health conversations with me and have a mutual ground like ground 
because I never, I never had that. It would literally be like, oh, you, that was, you know, I don't like that you did that. I'm like, I didn't do anything, but I can't say that to you because you genuinely believe that I did everything. So being able to recognize that is huge. Like, and I recognize that in myself a lot of the times. Like I said, this is friendships, family, romantic, where I can sit everybody down and be like, hey, I was kind of a dick because, you know, my dad's going through stuff. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But being able to say that, people appreciate that, that they now know that you know you weren't being a dick because that's who you are, or they didn't do anything. You're like, no, I was actually struggling with something, and I was a dick. That's not fair. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't evaluate that or value that and appreciate that, they got to go anyway. If they're like, what the fuck do you mean? Okay, never mind. I'm gonna just go to, never mind. I'm gonna just go this way trying to be an asshole again. Bye. So, yeah. So let's talk about your friends being your soulmate. Um I saw this post about defining the term soulmate. And it says a soul connection is when two people feel they are linked on a soul level in a significant or extraordinary way. Um and of course it doesn't have to just be romantic it could be platonic um and then i know you wanted to talk about the friendship dynamic on the show insecure too so let's talk about that you still ain't watched it kim (laughs) i'm not going to so y'all can spoil it i'm literally not gonna watch that show really not that i don't like it i just haven't tapped into it so okay fine it's fine it's fine it's fine just talk about (laughs) so as we closed out with season five and i think i realized this before but like i think i realized in the show that the real love story was molly and isa mm-hmm. um i think that they are the actual show soulmates not necessarily who molly was with or who isa was with they mm-hmm. was just kind of like just pieces of a bigger puzzle so those two friends um, yeah. yes they're friends um and it got me to thinking like I, I honestly think that your real soulmates are your your platonic relationships or your girlfriend relationships or your guy relationships, not necessarily your romantic relationships. Now, this is coming from someone who has yet to succeed in relationships. <laughs> Try it right now, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but, like, literally, I was just thinking about my friends, and I'm like, we literally have shared childbirth, death of parents, life experiences everything like it's so much deeper than just like we had a white night we both like pink and (laughs) yeah like it's it's really good job it's like i literally call my friends to make like help me make life decisions sometimes like hey i need your opinion you know what i mean like and i just feel like throughout life those are like your true soulmates i just i'm learning that it's your your friendships and i feel like we talked about this on the show before maybe with lynn about soulmates being platonic and not necessarily mm-hmm. romantic. Because even I think even to an extent, like, the way in which my friends understand me is totally different than how my boyfriend understands me. Right. Weird nonetheless. But I was just thinking, yeah, like, because even, like, on the show, like, you've seen at the very end when Molly got married, like, she just thanked Issa for, like, just being there for her. And it was kind of like Issa. Such a shitting ceremony. It, yeah, it was like it was like Issa released Molly to her husband. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been with you through everything. I no longer have to take this task on by myself. So I'm giving you to your right. husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was just like, "Thank you," and they hugged it out and cried and all of that. And then you even see like when Issa's like finally when they played out how it all played out, 
she was on the phone with Molly and it was just like it's your girlfriends. It's not the niggas. <laughs> like, it's, it's not the niggas. I just Seriously. feel like is there a time frame for how long that person can be your soulmate? Because I feel like I felt this way with a friend that now I'm kind of like realizing and like we used to call each other soulmates because we genuinely felt it. And now that person is like barely your friend. Well, the post that I was reading, it did say that it can end. It's okay. not necessarily yeah. a forever thing. Okay. And I so think then you have I, multiple. Yeah. yeah so then yeah, I, yeah, I do agree with the multiple, but then I do agree with your point then of like it being like a girlfriend because her and I were like soul soul tie connected especially with everything that was going on in our lives and giving each other advice and carrying each other through the bad times like nobody ever has before yeah um and then it just got to a point where our lifestyles changed so we changed like she was more so on the scene i was not yeah um and so once that kind of happened that dynamic happened we kind of lost everything but i still view her and viewed her as like a, like a soulmate and someone that was like always around and like understood me on a different level than anyone else has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about like maybe a parent being a soulmate? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know if I've thought about it, honestly. I don't think I have either, but I, I just, I don't see it. I don't know. I think a parent can be <sighs> a friend. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about yeah, it. I haven't I decided say a my parent opinion. Can be like a best friend, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know about necessarily a soulmate. I have to put some thought into that. But like, as I'm getting older, and like my mom is getting older, I'm really realizing like she is one of my best friends. Yeah. Like, and you see it one way as the child, and you don't realize what you do for your parents. Like, she sent me this meme on Facebook not too long ago, basically saying like. Um, something along the lines of like you, like your kids don't realize how much you need them. You know what right, I mean? I'm yeah. like, oh, love you, girl. Don't want to cry today. Um, but I, as I'm getting older, and it's, me and my mom have always had a great relationship, but it's like you don't realize like how important they really are until you realize. And this is a little grim, but like y'all have more years behind y'all than y'all do in front, in right. front of y'all. So I don't know about soulmates, but definitely best friend yeah i haven't decided how i feel about that question yet um because i've literally thought about that like i wonder if like people consider parents soulmates um or like would you consider like a cousin or a sibling i don't know because i think people feel like soulmates are so intimate that they're like ew that's your family member that's incest but then i've always wondered like i know there's got to be somebody out there that's like yeah yeah so i don't know i haven't decided my opinion on it yeah because I don't feel that way, but I think for me, it's just not exclusive to romantic relationships. Right. Yeah. And that's the notation it has is like, it's just romantic. So that's gross. I'm like, right. no, it's not. It doesn't mean we like each <laughs> So I was reading this. It says nine signs. You found a platonic soulmate. One is there was an instant recognition. Um, it says when you meet them, your souls recognize their soul. Two, you just get each other. Three, the friendship is easy. Um, four, the friendship is supportive. Five, they help you feel regulated. Six, time and distance doesn't matter. Seven, they helped you learn and grow. Eight, they showed up at a particular time in your life. Nine, there's no judgment. 
Yeah, that's who she was to me yeah, when I the think time I was there. Resonated three and after the other ones, my friendships have been too long. I don't know how it was when we met. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It, my friends definitely get me. Like, it'll be times where, like, I'm telling them a story and they know exactly where I'm going with the story. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, they're finishing it for you and you're like, yes, bitch. That's what I thought. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That was so funny. My best friend was telling me, like, I had hit her up one day, like, Hey, call me when you wake up. And she said that she was telling somebody that she was with, like, I got to make sure I call her because I know somebody done pissed her off and I got to calm her down. <laughs> and I really had to, like, yeah. vent to her about some shit, too. And I was like, it's so crazy that you know that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the other day, it was crazy because I had this random thought memory thing that popped up in my head, right? And I called Ashley and I was like, well, I texted her and I said something and she sent me the eyes and I was like, call me when you can. And so I got to, we got on the phone and we got to talking about it. And I was just telling her, I was like, it's so crazy how this, this, and this works and da, 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 da. And then we got off the phone and then she called me back and she said, it's so crazy that you called me talking about that because of X, Y, and Z. And I realized like in that moment, that thought that popped in my head wasn't even for me. It was for her. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like. You're like, connection is divine. <laughs> Everything matters. <laughs> My God. The dots. Connect the dots. Right. Yeah. Connect the dots. Like a nigga never would have got that. Like <laughs> You just can't relate. Like you don't understand. I just like my friends, they just get me. Especially like my best friend. Like, shout out to Mo, because I love her so much. But like we just get each other. And I feel like we are so much alike but different at the same time. We just click. Like Sounds like you two are soulmates. Yes! <laughs> we are. I think you're soulmates. Soulmate Iana. Soulmate Iana. is still live and popping. Y'all thought it was gone. It's not. It's still here. Um. So, yeah. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add about friendships? Um, I will say, this is what I tell everybody. If the relationship is not serving you, it's got to go gotta go and that does not mean that somebody's quite literally serving you with food every day or money but you know serving you in the mental physical emotional spiritual aspect they're not for you there's plenty of people in the world they can go find somebody else they buy with and be okay to let friendships go because they feel like breakups i still be thinking about shorty from 13 years ago sometimes i'm like hurts yeah <laughs> it's funny because you talk about her a lot yeah Yeah. and it's weird because when we have these discussions i think this is the place i talk about her the most yeah like my every other day life is like she's not even a thought and then we come on here and i'm like huh that relates to her not being a good friend in this way or me having to tell her this or you know her not supporting this or that and like i say sometimes i catch myself like it's still to the day where to this day we're like we'll say happy birthday to each other but that's it um and it literally is like you miss that person, but this is something my therapist said to me. You miss that person, but you miss one or two things, either who they were or who you thought they were. So when she got brought back into my life because her cousin had passed and he was like a cousin to me because we had grown up together, I realized kind of what you were saying, nothing had changed between the year we spent apart. And I was like, I'm going to be here to support you because your cousin was like mine but once we both heal and get past this, I can no longer, and I tried, but the same habits were repeating. And I was like, I can't do this, not in this life. So be okay to let people go. Um, you don't have to end on bad terms. You don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to be mean about it. Just 
simply express that person like, hey, we're just not in the place where we can like, you know, continue this friendship right now. I'll always have love for you. Always be there for you if you need anything. Quite literally, I'm not the person that just says that. Call me. Um, mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say. Hmm. I think in addition to make sure that your friendships are serving you, I think you have to be of service to people. Yeah. Um, in any capacity, uh, you have to be willing to serve others um, and give to others and like i said sometimes that looks like carrying other people's burdens um i also think that you know when you consider the term like doing life with someone like what that really looks like like i think about if i was to get married who do i want at my wedding like Mm -hmm. when my parents pass away who who do i need to be there to support me um if I have a child, you know what I mean? Like if I have some crazy health crisis, like who are the people that I want to be by my side in those moments? Not like you said, the surface level. Oh, what's your favorite color? Oh, can we right. kick it together? Can we drink together? Can we smoke together? Can we say niggas ain't shit together? Like it has to be, <laughs> it has to be deeper than that. Yeah. So um, I definitely think like when you're getting older, you start to really consider those things. Yep. Um, I think that's it for me. Um, there was something else I wanted to read. It says, why friends matter in adulthood. Research shows that after the age of 25, most adult friendships start to dwindle. Of course, some of this has to do with changing jobs, getting married, moving, and even having children. Forming meaningful relationships may be harder as you get older, but it's well worth the effort. Um, and just a few tips that they had is like focus on being open, um, Put it on the calendars, like hang out with your friends, accept invitations, try new things, seek out new friends, um, connect with co-workers, join a gym or sports team, attend um, a meetup or networking events, join a club. Oh, also says get involved at your place of worship worship and volunteer. So those are just a few tips on how you can like connect with people and meet new people if you are struggling with making friends as an adult. Right. Those are good. Yeah. So we hope this guys, um, this helped you guys with your friendships. And sometimes you got to sit back and you got to really reevaluate like the people in your life. I do that often. Like when I get in the space and we're like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'll just sit and think about the people in my life and where they stand. And if this relationship still serves me or not. So that way I'm not wasting my time yep. with the wrong people and I can focus and put more energy into the right people. Yep. Period. Periana. Because as you can tell, life is too short. Girl, so we way too short. Don't spend no time being around people that don't make you happy. Wasted time. Y'all thought the single was gone too? <laughs> it's not. Raspiness and all. Period. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. We're so excited and happy to be back. Once again, look forward to our shows coming out every second Wednesday of the month. There will only be one show a month. Um, But thank you for tuning in. And please make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media at Take Control Podcast on Instagram, Take Control Pod on Twitter, and email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Bye.